Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tours Talks with your host Sterling and Kendall. And this is the podcast where we present various random topics and offer up our blunt, honest opinions. Today we have a special guest, Haley Bradley. Haley. Hi, everyone. Uh, hey, Haley. How are you doing? Hi, Haley. Good. How are you guys? Good. Um, good. Haley, you want to introduce yourself? Give us some of your background and your birthday and what's your zodiac sign? Okay, like you guys said, my name's Haley. Uh, my birthday is November 28th, so I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in sociology um, from Oakland University, and I'm currently in my master's program at Michigan State for social work, clinical social work to be specific. Um, and I currently am a supervisor for a case management department uh, for a Medicaid company, so we help high-risk members uh, with all their medical needs, whether it be behavioral health or medical. And that's pretty much it. It's beautiful. 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 Um, we know Haley because we I've known Haley for about six years now um, from college. She is the girlfriend of my best friend, who shall not be named on this podcast because he'll be um, on an episode probably in the future. It's not me, no. by the way. Don't worry. I'm not his it's best friend, apparently. <laughs> I'm not his best friend. No, no. He's my best friend, but it is not Kendall. <laughs> anyway. Kendall is taken. <laughs> FYI, Kendall is taken. But Sterling still isn't. Sterling out there. Who anyway. said that? <laughs> so, <laughs> the reason we're here today. Uh, as, we, as we all know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, you know, what better topic to touch on than, uh, you know, mental health? And Haley, with your background in these things, we thought it'd be great to have you on. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be here. Very honored to be your first special guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to, you know, kind of break the episode down, guys, into um, the facts first. Um, you know, the most common types of mental disorders and give some brief description of them. Um, and then we're going to get into our own personal thoughts and opinions for us individually and talk about our experiences with mental health. So, um, Haley, if you want to, you know, I'll give you the ball. Yeah. So uh, the top seven common types of mental disorders are depression, anxiety, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, better known as OCD, bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, schizophrenia, and borderline personality disorder. Uh, depression, anxiety are a little more general terms. Um, there's multiple types of depression, multiple types of anxiety. Uh, so those are kind of overhood terms. So for depression, you want me to go ahead and just Give yeah. my definitions of each of these. Well, okay. Yeah, your definitions according to the, you know, what you researched. Yeah, yeah. So in social work or therapy or anyone who diagnoses mental disorders, they use a book called the DSM-5. And that's how I came to you guys with these different uh, definitions. So I have those definitions for depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, and also I'll be touching on binge eating disorder because that's a very common um, disorder that people get too. 
So for some symptoms of major depression, it's sadness, anger, irritable, sleep issues, uh, feelings of worthlessness, lack of motivation, uh, frequent thoughts of death. And this has to last for every day longer than two weeks to be considered um, to have major depressive disorder. For generalized anxiety disorder, um, that's feeling nervous or on edge, impeding sense of doom, increased heart rate, trouble breathing, sleep issues, having trouble concentrating, and that must last for more days than not over a six-month period in order to be diagnosed. Bipolar disorder, there's multiple types of bipolar disorder, but overall, um, it's having cycles of depressive and manic episodes. Uh, manic symptoms are getting abnormally upbeat, extreme self-confidence, decreased sleep, racing thoughts, making poor decisions. And then for the depressive episodes, it's the same symptoms as major depressive disorder. And then binge eating disorder is eating secretly a lot of food in a small period of time, um, lack of control over what you're eating. During these times, you must also be eating quickly, eating until extremely full, feeling embarrassed after eating. And you must feel distressed by these eating habits. And then after that, you follow that up with restrictive eating. So uh, not letting yourself eat. And that must occur at least once a week for three months for those to be diagnosed. Do you want to give your definitions for the other ones, Charlie? Or Kendall? I mean, I think that that is good. Yeah. Um, I would like to say though, uh, although those all those that you described and had given definition to, they ha yes they have a time limit to it, but that's correct me if I'm wrong. Solely, only to be diagnosed, clinically diagnosed. So just because it's in a shorter time span doesn't mean you're not experiencing it. But just to be clinically diagnosed, those uh, requirements have to be met. So I just wanted to say that. Correct. Yeah. So they would say though, like for depression, anxiety, like if you're feeling those depressive symptoms for a couple days or, um, it may not actually be major depressive disorder. It could just be something traumatic happened to you and you could right. be having a reaction, but yes, you are correct that obviously those time limits doesn't mean that you're not depressed until that specific period of time. Right. Thank you. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're all learning today. <laughs> yeah. We are. I can I can go through and give my definition of the other ones too, um, just based on my uh, education. Sure. Uh, and then you can correct me if I'm wrong too on the other ones, if you want. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so obsessive compulsive disorder, I didn't look up the specifics for that one, but that's feeling, it's a form of anxiety, but that's feeling as if you have no control over certain um, things that you're doing or having an impeding sense of doom or having exaggerated feelings if you're unable to do the specific things that you're being obsessive about. Um, PTSD is a pretty common one as well. Um, that's 
another form of anxiety. And that's when you have a traumatic event happen to you or witness a traumatic event and you can have reoccurring dreams or extreme anxiety over situations that trigger you um, because of that traumatic event. Um, schizophrenia is a diagnosis that comes from having um, visual or auditory hallucinations, um, as well as, I'm blanking on, did you have the definition of this one? I can't think of the other term besides hallucinations. Um, you see things or hear things that are not there. Yes, uh, um, the word is eluding me. Yeah, I don't know why I can't think of the other term. Hallucinations and pause. Let me look it up because I can't for the life of me. Delusions? Yeah. Paranoia? Yeah. Yeah, delusions and hallucinations. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you yeah, say that sentence again? Sorry. Yeah. So del delusions are when you're having thoughts of paranoia and feeling as if something terrible is happening or something's happening that's not actually happening to you and that's in your mind. Hallucinations are when you're seeing things that are not there. So those are two different. Um, people who have schizophrenia may not have both. Uh, they may have one or the other. And then they also have a lot of other behavioral issues like anxiety, anger, um, kind of feeling detached from themselves. Um, there's a lot of symptoms for schizophrenia, um, but it's pretty severe. And borderline personality disorder is when you are having um, mood swings, bad mood swings, but you're also feeling like, this one's hard to describe. <laughs> almost like an, another person really yeah so it's almost like you are you're generally very irritable and uh, have a lot of anxiety as well let me just look up it's like hard to describe these specific yeah so emotional instability worthlessness, insecurity, impulsivity, and um, impaired social relationships. That one's pretty similar to bipolar disorder, but it is mm -hmm. different um, in some ways as well. Well, uh, well, thank you for those definitions, Haley. And for our listeners, you know, these are some definitions. Um, if you really want to get diagnosed, go see your doctor, you know, go seek help. Uh, we will provide some links at the end of this, but um, you know these are some of the facts that we want to provide you all with, just to open up and then let you see these things. And now we're going to get into some uh, personal experiences. So, um, Kendall, what has been your experience with mental health? Uh, personally, uh, I'm fortunate enough to say that I don't think I've experienced issues with the mental health disorders, at least to an extent where I would have to be uh, diagnosed. 
I'm sure, I mean, everybody feels depressed at some point or some type of anxiety, mm -hmm. but not to the point of uh, seeking clinical help. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know uh, people close to me that have dealt with are currently still dealing with, you know, these, these issues. So, you know, obviously my heart goes out to them and hope they seek the help that they need. And, you know, Sterling, yourself. Myself, um, somewhat similar to you, Kendall. Um, I guess it hasn't been enough to be clinically diagnosed, but there are, you know, times where I do feel depressed or anxious. Um, and then um, I feel like, you know, there might have been a time where I actually did have PTSD, um, but I could just be overthinking. I don't know. It was kind of from when my grandfather died and then going to funerals after that, because I felt like I had to go to a funeral like every year after that and kind of around the same time too. Um, didn't go see the body because I would like not freak out, but I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I needed to um, like just go outside, just be in nature, touch some grass, like something. And, and it was also because, you know, my grandfather had died, um, you know, like 2018. And then at 2019, my uncle died, my, like my great uncle, who was also like, who was basically, who well, actually was my grandma's brother. So she lost her husband one year and then she lost her brother the next year. And, you know, they don't look similar like my grandfather and my great uncle, they don't really look too similar. But I think it was just that close connection that had kind of just like, freaked me out and I was like oh my god like I can't do this again you know and it's like it was just so hard for me to see the body um because I guess it felt like it was my grandfather all over again and that was very um that was hard for me a hard time in my life um but I feel like that would probably be the the three that I have somewhat thought about that I might have had but I still don't think it's been enough for a clinical diagnosis. Um, and as far as that I know with um, mental health disorders, I feel like within my family, it wasn't, I don't know anybody in my family who has you know, dealt with this or if they have, they have not discussed it with me, but I feel like that's just kind of how my family is. Like we don't, discuss certain things or you know talk about certain things um and you know maybe you know listener maybe your family's like that as well and you know everybody is different they you know everybody's family is different and they handle things differently you know i'm not going to say it's right or wrong it's just different um and that's okay but um i can't really say i know anybody who's been vocal about it and i'll, I'll just leave it at that i don't know anybody who's been vocal about it <laughs> So mm -hmm. I think um, I'll get into my personal experience in a minute, but I think that that's a, a big thing with our parents' generation mm -hmm. um, is the lack of discussion of mental health. Um, I personally know my family uh, didn't talk about mental health um, growing up, but I do know that my grandma actually had postpartum depression, which we haven't talked about, but, and at that time when she did, they put her into a psych ward. Um, and so that scared, I think the rest of 
her family to ever talk about it because if you talk about it that's where you're going to end up right and so um that's though how they handled mental health um during that time and they didn't know a lot about it and unfortunately i'm sure that that's a lot of people's reality um and i'm sure that a lot of people in our parents generation have they may not talk about it but i'm sure that they've experienced it right um to some extent because mental health issues are a lot of the time um generational or not generational uh genetic and are passed down um from parents and grandparents so um it's definitely not like all of a sudden just our our generation has mental health issues right oh real quick Haley. Uh, before you jump into your personal, can you just give a brief explanation or of what postpartum depression is just so that we can, yeah. you know, we're not leaving yeah. that out there? Yeah. So postpartum depression is happens when a mother um, gives birth. And obviously when you're pregnant, there's a ton of hormonal changes um, and that can happen and change mother's hormones and that can change their mood. So after they give birth, they may have issues with um, feeling detached from their child, um, feeling sad all the time, feeling the same symptoms of depression, but it's caused from being pregnant and giving birth and the hormonal changes. Um, And that can cause a lot of issues with mothers having trouble um, bonding with their children and feeling a lot of doubt um, and feeling kind of helpless after giving birth thank you i just wanted you know yeah in case anybody no, didn't course. know what there was yeah just so everybody we are learning we're all learning together yeah talking and you know this this is a conversation that needs to be had um and, and this you know mm-hmm. breaking that cycle of not talking about it so right. this is the, exactly. the talking about it so um yes so yeah Haley, if you want to get into your personal experiences yeah so My personal experience is much different um, than both of yours. Uh, The reason I actually am in the field of mental health and social work um, is because of my own personal experience with many different mental health conditions. So um, I am a very open and honest person when it comes to mental health and my issues because I feel like my story can maybe inspire other people to get the help that they need and feel like they can talk about it to people because in social work, we always talk about how, and a lot of people who are mental health advocates talk about how it's not fair that someone can break an arm and they can talk about it. There's no issue talking about it and they can get the help they need, but mental illness shouldn't be any different than breaking an arm. You should be able to talk about it, get the help you need and not be judged for whatever you tell people. So for me, I have been diagnosed with, it's called the Steinmeck disorder. Um, It's a form of depression. Um, It's different than major depressive disorder because usually major depressive disorder um, doesn't last for a very long period of time, but it's very intense. My um, diagnosis is considered long-term mild depression. So it kind of goes in waves, um, but for a time period longer than two years, um, it's dysthymic disorder, like I said. And then I do also have generalized anxiety disorder. And I have also been diagnosed with PTSD. 
Um, and I was originally diagnosed when I was a senior in high school, the beginning of my senior year. So that would have been eight years ago, nine years ago. Um, so it's been a long time. Um, and (laughs) I have been in and out of therapy. Um, I've been on and off of medication for that whole time period. And I will say that I always kind of had anxiety, even like as a kid, but didn't really mean anything. But, um, I was on a medication for my acne when I was a junior in high school called Accutane. And I'm just going to put this out here as a disclaimer. Um, Everyone's time on Accutane is different. Um, My experience on Accutane could be completely different from anyone else's. So if your doctor talks to you about why I put you on it, I don't want this to completely deter you. Um, I do just want to say that because it is a pretty common thing that people get put on, but it is pretty, it can have some harmful side effects. So I was put on Accutane and for about two months I was on it and um, started to have some pretty bad depressive symptoms, Um, suicidal thoughts. um, I started to self-harm. I started to lose memory, um, started to fail classes in high school, um, had a lot of issues going on. And so um, my dermatologist at the time was out of the office and was never following up with me. And you're supposed to get followed up with every month that you're on Accutane. Right. Um, so never got followed up with. And so eventually my mom, when it got really bad and my mom was like, this is not Haley, like this is not normal. Um, took me to her dermatologist who told me immediately stop taking it. Um, you need to go to your primary care doctor and talk to them about getting antidepressants because this isn't normal. So that started my um, experience with mental health medications and mental health diagnosis. So that's another way that you can get mental health problems is some medications can cause chemical imbalances in the brain um, because Accutane is a very harsh chemical. so that started it, and I've been dealing with it ever since, uh, trying different medications. And it's kind of funny with depression, anxiety. Um, to me, I feel like mine always kind of fluctuates. So like mm-hmm. when I'm depressed, my anxiety is kind of low. And then when I ha- my depression's low, my anxiety is high. Um, I don't know if my brain just can't handle them both at the same time. Yeah, it's almost like giving space for the other one to work exactly exactly and so it's like oh well if I don't have one like I have the other right um and so for a while I was just getting my antidepressant prescribed by my primary care doctor at the time um and then that medication just didn't really work very well for me and so I actually went and saw a psychiatrist um who's a specialty doctor who prescribes medication and also does testing for mental health conditions just in case anyone doesn't know what a psychiatrist is. And at that time, they do have a test that you can take to get diagnosed. And it's very long. It's about 300 questions. Um, And you take it. And that's how you can really get diagnosed with specific mental health conditions. And at that time is when I got formally diagnosed with my 
conditions. Um, and so I've been going to a psychiatrist since, and also, like I said, in and out of therapy, learning coping skills, whatever else I need, but it's been, there's been highs and lows, um, good times, bad times, and I'm doing better now, but it's still something I struggle with daily. Right. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing that, Haley. Um, thank you so much. You're yeah. welcome. As you said, uh, your ability to talk about your experience hopefully will, you know, give other people the space to even think about their own situation and maybe actually analyze what they're going through. So we really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Haley, do you feel therapy help? I do. So therapy is, I, I mean, I want to be a therapist. That's what I'm going to school for. So obviously I'm a big advocate of therapy for everyone. I don't personally feel like therapy is just for people who have diagnosed mental health issues. Um, I think people go through a lot of things in their lives and it really can help you to just talk to an unbiased person who doesn't really know anything about you besides what you tell them and mm -hmm. the situations that you're talking to them about. Um, I will say it's very important to find the right person. Um, different therapists do different things, different techniques. Uh, they obviously have all had different training. Um, and so if you feel like the person you're talking to isn't helping, I would suggest always trying to find someone new. And I know it can be exhausting to have to tell your life story to each person, yeah. um, but it can do more harm than good if you just continue to stay with someone that you feel like isn't helping you. Um, and then you can get discouraged from feeling like, well, I'm not getting anything from this. Like therapy sucks. Like I hate this. Like, and it could just be because you don't have the right therapist. Right. Mm -hmm. So try yeah. not to get discouraged just because you aren't having a good time with one person. It can take, I've had full disclosure. I've had, I can't even tell you. I've probably had at least seven different therapists in this mm -hmm. nine year span. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously it changes, like I move or whatever, but um, I've had maybe, including the one I go to now, because I did just start going back to therapy about a month ago this one and maybe one other one that I had were probably like the best ones that I feel like mm -hmm. um, I've actually gotten help from. But therapy besides just um, like having someone to talk to, they're also there to give you coping skills. And I know you guys wanted to talk about that too, but like you, a lot of the time, if you're feeling depressed or having feelings of anxiety, you might not even know like what to do to help yourself in those situations. And there's a lot of different things you can do. So you can research those things online, but a yeah. therapist is able to help you know what specific techniques can help you in those moments. And then that's something that is priceless because it can help you going forward um, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I would like to stress again that this is not a one size fits all thing. Like Haley said, you know, find somebody who's going to work with you, work for you. Like, I know people joke about this on, you know, the internet and everything, but talking about relationships that don't serve you, but this is kind of like that. If it's not serving you, then 
find something else because there's exactly. you're not going to benefit from staying in the same thing and if it, especially if it's not doing you the justice or what it needs to be doing and uh, same with the coping mechanisms that's not a one-size-fits-all thing either um not at all yeah <laughs> no. not at all yeah. um so yeah um i don't go to therapy um my family's not against therapy at all actually uh <laughs> my mom actually suggested that you know we go to therapy just just to just to go like you were saying it's not just necessarily you have issues to deal with but just to be able to talk to somebody mm -hmm. an unbiased person mm -hmm. exactly. you know who's able, who's able just to be your vent i guess mm -hmm. um but yeah but there are are other types of uh specialists and you know the the psychiatric field you know they they also deal with you know like help you with eating disorders too they have like the the What's it called the, the mind gut connection uh behavioral therapist um yeah and there's so many types of therapy like therapy right. is such a broad term like yes. right. there's a ton of different therapies that right. different therapists practice right sterling you gave something to say um i have never been to uh therapy either um, but as of late, I have thought about going. So that is growth within myself. Yes, yes. Applause uh, for class, Mr. Class. Sterling. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That is growth. Yeah. That is growth. And, and I say that is growth because I do remember my my younger, naive thoughts of, you know, um, <laughs> it's going to sound stupid, but this is my past. Um, it was, you know, why would I pay to just go talk to a stranger about right. my problems? Like, you know, I was like, I don't know them. I don't, you know, da, 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 you know, like, I, you know, like, who are they to me? Like, I, right. I, I, you know, I was on a sense of, you know, I'll just talk to my friends, you know, but then it's like, you know, sometimes the blind is leading the blind. Right. Do not <laughs> yes. want that. So right. no. like, it is good to talk to your friends, you know, I don't, don't get me wrong. But if you yeah. need professional help, go get professional help because one, you don't want to burden your friends with everything, you know, right. You, you have, mm -hmm. and you know, they're going to, you know, be there to support you if they're your friends, your real friends, but they will probably suggest you actually get, you know, help, help. with yeah. a professional. Yeah. And this is just like my younger thoughts, you know, like teenage stupid me. So, you know, I didn't know much, you know, but that, that was my previous thought. So, but now I'm like, you know, it is good to go talk to a stranger. And even now, you know, I'll, I can randomly just talk to a stranger, probably not about my problems, you know, but like, I'm comfortable just going to talk to a random stranger and, you know, just asking them how their day is and giving them the honest truth. Like, yeah, I'm having a bad day today. Who knows? And see how their day is going. You know, right. That's, to me, that's a different type of uh, therapy. It's just like, you know, it allows me to get out of my head and kind of yeah. see that there are other people on this world and they go through your own things. You never know what somebody else is going through, you know? So always treat people with kindness. Highlight that, bold it, underline it, italicize it, all that stuff, 36.5. Highlight it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I, I have thought about, you know, going to therapy. Um, I and I think it's covered with insurance because we have insurance now. So, you know, another thing yes. was like, yeah. young me was the cost. I will say that mm -hmm. young me was definitely thinking about the cost. Thank you, God, for jobs and insurance. Thank you for jobs because insurance. Um, and if you don't have insurance, you know, that makes me think if you don't have insurance and you're listening, I, I do not know of, you know, 
what I can I can take it Haley, from here. Yeah. I, okay. I, well, if, if Haley could, and I also have a source that I can also okay. Yeah. But Haley, Good. please, please go ahead. Since so there's a lot of um, places called community health um, centers, and they're for people who don't have insurance, um, and so they offer low cost services to people who don't have insurance. Also, people on Medicaid um, can go and get the help they need because sometimes therapists and psychiatrists um, can take forever. Um, and so, yeah, community mental health centers are huge. And there's a bunch of online resources yes. um, if you don't have insurance. Personally, uh, I know of one called openpathcollective.org. Um, I don't know if you heard about this one, Haley. Yes, no? No. no. Okay. So they'll actually, it's, it's practicing therapists and I also think psychiatrists don't call me on that, but uh, they are more for are suited for people that are either just out of college, don't have jobs, don't have great jobs. And what they'll do is they'll work out the price that's best for you. They'll it's still a paid, but it's not the three hundred, four hundred, six hundred dollar you know session a session uh, price that you you might see if you have insurance. Um, it's more like something that's reasonable, maybe thirty five dollars for a session or forty. Um, something more manageable so yeah that's an option if you don't have anything and uh they are practicing therapists in the local areas that are you know there to help you so that's yeah um what was i gonna say oh also like if you're in college um a lot of people don't know about this but most colleges have a certain set amount of free sessions you can get um at their local like guidance counseling um, I know at Oakland, you got five free sessions a year go Grizzlies. per semester. Yeah, go Grizzlies. And if anybody um, does, does not know, MSU does the same thing. I don't know if it's five, but they do. It might be five, actually. But yes, they also mm -hmm. offer that. Yeah, because therapy doesn't have to be like a two-year-long thing. Like right. sometimes five sessions is enough to kind of get the stuff you want to talk about off your chest. Like, mm -hmm. Like I was saying, I've been in and out of therapy. That's not because like... I got lazy, but there is a point when you're in therapy that you feel like, okay, I think I finally like gotten the help I need and you stop, but then things happen. And, um, I'll be completely honest. Like I've been doing really well, but I've had a lot of death, um, around me kind of like Sterling was talking about earlier. Um, my best friend, I'm a very empathetic person. So like when people that I'm really close to are hurt, it like, really impacts me and mm -hmm. so my best friend has had four people um in her life pass away within a, a matter of two months and two of those people were her aunts that were basically like her mother and to me it really affected me in a really deep way where I was having trouble sleeping I was having like really bad anxiety going to bed feeling like I was going to die and like felt right. like I wasn't going to wake up in the morning and it got to the point where I was like, mm, this is not good um, for me. And yeah. so I was like, I need to talk to someone to like get those thoughts out of my head. Um, and it's been helping. I've gone three or four times now and I haven't been having the same issues at night. So it doesn't have to be a forever thing. I like to say that too, like, listen to your your body like be in tune with yourself yes, please because, like if, if you think something's going on you see something's not right i'm i i'm almost certain that most people can tell 
them normally and then when something is askew. So mm-hmm. I, it, it doesn't have to be even with mental disorders, just in general, something's going on, like listen to your body because your body will always usually try to try to correct itself or help itself. So. Help yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah, definitely listen to your body because I even noticed, you know, um, you know, um, today's date is uh, May 25, 2021. So, you know, we're still in the pandemic sense. And I, you know, I recall like, you know, around last year that I was just feeling like just some type of way. And, you know, I was able to kind of like just catch myself and kind of like something's not right. Like Sterling, mm-hmm. you know, just talking to myself, you know, just like realizing that, you know, something's not right. Like, you know, you're not doing the things you kind of like, you know, normally do, or you're not as cheery as you kind of are. Um, and that's just something I had noticed. Um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I just sit down, you know, kind of talk to myself, like, you know, what do I think it is? What is it? And there's, you know, different things here and there, but it's, you know, that initial, like, you know, you kind of catch yourself and realize that it's like, huh, what am I going through right now? Is this, you know? Yeah. So. I, yeah, I remember you saying that for anybody that doesn't know, Sterling and I were also actually roommates. We weren't just, you know, college friends that decided to make a podcast. I live with him for a short stint. I wasn't, you know, Haley's significant other's length, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I've been yeah. I've for a good three years now, I guess, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're growing, don't worry. Um, we're growing. Yeah, but no, yeah, I, I remember you saying that last year and, you know, I, it, it was kind of visible too that you were, you know, something wasn't, you know, completely like it should be. Like you, you weren't completely sterling wasn't the random dancing through the apartment type sterling was where the let me just go to the kitchen type thing but yeah i think that's but, yeah. important too like don't be afraid to ask your friends like if they're okay like if you're oh, noticing yeah. something's wrong with your friend and you're like mm, they're not really like seeming okay like don't be afraid or think that you're like gonna offend them or i mean obviously there's a certain way to go about saying it mm-hmm. but if you're concerned about someone that you care about you asking them could be exactly like what they've been waiting for yes it could be it could be it could be Um, i was i was going to say that uh for those people who don't yes sir who don't want to uh start seeking starts to seeking therapy uh just talking to somebody it doesn't have to be a therapist it doesn't have to be a psychiatrist it doesn't have to be a doctor you can be a friend like that just or you know somebody that you confide in or somebody that you trust you know that will listen to you earnestly mm-hmm. i think that's also an important part to find somebody who's actually willing to listen yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah find somebody who will listen and that you can you know you know if you are an overthinker sometimes you know kind of like talking those thoughts out with somebody else mm-hmm. um, that you trust and like Kendall said that will listen um and you know maybe they'll offer up some good advice that you can you know take um and if you're still kind of like on the fence you know just you know seek professional help you know because yeah. just you know that's probably the best way but again the first step is talking mm-hmm. to either yourself really and then someone else um you've got you've got to know kind of kind of you need to like kind of know what you think is wrong a little bit and then kind of like go and kind of seek some help um I will say too like with talking to a friend I know it can be you may have a best friend and 
you may feel like that's the person you can talk to. But if you start talking to them and they start like not validating your feelings or making you feel Mm -hmm. like not heard or kind of are making you feel worse about the situation, you are allowed to like stop Stop talking talking to that person. Like you don't, you don't owe that person anything. So you do what's best for yourself and look for someone who will validate your feelings and help you through it and not make you feel like worse about what's going on. Right. It's like what we said about, you know, the therapist that don't serve you, like any situation where you feel like you're not getting what you need or what mm-hmm. can be supportive to you at that moment, then it's okay to just, you know, take a step back and be like, I need something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. At some point you have to realize that you are your main priority and then what others think towards you is secondary. So like take care of yourself first and then go from there. Cause it's kind of yeah. hard to do you guys help. remember do you remember that bucket thing that they used to talk about in like elementary school or middle school I don't know if you guys ever had this but they always mm-hmm. used to talk about like you can't fill other people's buckets oh, metaphorically yeah. if yeah, you're yeah. not filling your own bucket right it's like mm-hmm. if you don't have any water in your bucket you can't fill anyone else's so you have to make sure that you're the top priority and that you're doing what you need to do for yourself before you can help other people right yeah make sure you're full there you go Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think I've heard of that before. That's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I pictured it's it actually head. a children's book. I think it's a children's really? book. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's. I mean, it still reigns true even for adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Any other uh, topic topics or talking points, Haley, that you had or in mind? Yeah, or? I just had one other quick thing um I think it's important to also talk about the other side of things so like if you have a friend who's seeking help or wants to talk to you about their mental health or things that they're going through like how do you navigate that in a successful way where you're not going to harm that person or um, make them feel bad so just a couple things that I said you have a loved one with mental illness, um, make sure, like I said before, validate their feelings. That's a big, big thing. Um, Even if you feel like your friend or the person you love is talking to you and what they're saying might sound irrational or like you don't understand how or why they feel that way, don't say that to them because those thoughts in their head are real. And like, that's really how they're feeling. Um, So always just make sure to say, I understand or I can see how you feel that way um so try not to be like oh well like that's dumb or that's stupid or why or whatever um and then also helping them find treatment like you guys said if they want to seek treatment and want to seek help maybe even if you're depressed a lot of people who are having going through depressive episodes may not have the energy or motivation to even seek help like that phone call to a psychiatrist or a therapist might sound like the hardest task in the world yeah, to the them. Don't right. think, yeah. Yeah. So even just saying, I can help you find a therapist or let me make that phone call for you, mm-hmm. that could really help them in the long run. Um, and be patient. Um, mental health journeys are not an overnight thing. People aren't going to just go to their first therapy session and all of a sudden all their problems are fixed you're right and so you got to always just make sure to be patient with those people and understanding and 
Um, don't expect them to get better overnight and just be open and listen to them and try to give your opinion when you feel like it can help. But then sometimes people just want you to listen. Um, So kind of trying to like tell from that conversation, like if they want your opinion or if they really just want you to listen to them. Right. Yeah. Uh, But that's it for me. Underline that. I'm going to take that right there. The last point that Haley said to underline that right there and, and listen to it again. Sometimes you don't have to say anything at all. Just be an ear. Yes. Just be an ear. That's all some people may even need just the ability to talk and, you know, have that opportunity to speak their mind and, you know, have their thoughts run their course. You don't have to say anything. So I agree. Yes. Very important. (laughs) Very, very important. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, (laughs) I agree. Um, And okay. So, you know, we're wrapping things up. I, you know, um, I know Haley, you want to talk about, you know, some self-care. So we're just, you know, on a, on a self-care note, you know, kind of close things out. Um, what are some of the things you like to do Haley to practice self-care? Yeah, personally. So self-care, like we've always been talking about is also not a one size fits all thing. Um, something that one person might do that works for them. Isn't going to work for everyone. So me personally, um, I like to do yoga. I also meditate. Um, and I know those things sound really daunting to a lot of people, but meditation can even just be like laying in bed and counting backwards from a hundred just to like stop racing thoughts. Like there's a lot of forms of meditation. Um, so it's not as daunting of, as you may think, um, self-care can just be going on a walk or watching a movie that you've really wanted to watch or just taking time out of your day to do something that you enjoy um, that's going to make you happy and fill your bucket back up Yeah, (laughs) as I was saying and um, so yeah it's really just about what makes you happy and just being kind to yourself Um, don't run yourself dry if you feel Mm -hmm. like you're doing too much take a step back and give yourself some time to um, rest and rejuvenate and just get better. A little R&R, there it is. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Sterling, what do you do to, uh, you know, practice self-care? To practice self-care. You know, I feel like I need to practice it a little bit more nowadays. Um, I have been running around a lot and doing a little bit too much, but um, what I would like to do, you know, I like candles. I like the smell of candles. I like nature, I like, you know, being in nature um, and swimming. I love swimming. Um, just, you know, swimming, just being in the water, like just sitting on the ground floor of a pool or being in like, you know, a lake or an ocean. That's, that's like very healing to me. And, you know, as tourist men, Kendall, I think we can both agree nature is, you know, really good. One, Um, one with nature. One with nature as we are, you know, one with mother earth. (laughs) But um, but no, I'm a serious note. Like I do, I do like being out in nature. Like it it is, it really, you're like, it really heals me. Like it just... Mm -hmm. It like calms my mind. It just allows me, you know, feeling the breeze, mm-hmm. you know, the four elements, yes. um, the sun on Avatar. my skin, Avatar, I love Avatar. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all of that. And, you know, then just sometimes just like laying on the floor and just, and then, I mean, that also helps my back, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does help my back, but it's then that, which Multiple is a form uses. of self-care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've been going to the gym a little bit more lately. So that is, um, you know, 
I enjoy it, you know, at different points. And then sometimes I don't want to go, but I feel like, you know, once I do go, I do feel better. Right. Um, and it's like, I'm getting stronger too, you know, get these uh, summer bodies together. He's still but, single, uh, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, those are some of the things I like to do for self-care. You know, I feel like a lot of mine involves like nature, you know, swimming and then kind of just like sitting down and relaxing. Oh, I also, I didn't say movies. I really enjoy movies and like the theater experience. Um, I haven't been back yet because of the pandemic, but I do the, enjoy the movies and video games. I play PS4 and Switch, for those of you who do not know. Um, I wouldn't call myself a gamer, but I... <laughs> so that's what I do. I guess me, personally, uh, my releases or, you know, my uh, ways to practice self-care would be usually involving the arts, uh, making music, listening to music, cooking, drawing. Uh, it's a serene thing for me to do. Like, it's just me and whatever I'm doing, usually. Um, as Sterling, you know, us being tourists, you know, people, the yes. Tori. People. Uh, yeah, the nature, it does something, it does something to me. Like, it, it's just, just being, like the state of being, just with yourself, with nature, and that's it. Like, when the breeze hits, something else there like you like you really you really hit on the yeah. head with that one because like you feel the breach just like oh this, this is great like life is good yeah. i don't care what's going on this is great um yeah i was watching movies um talking conversing with people uh that's also yes. sometimes a release not always i'm not always you know the most talkative person for those of you who know me but <laughs> yeah. i do enjoy a good conversation so uh yeah for me, that's what it is. Yeah. And again, you know, we all, you know, pretty much kind of had different things for our own self-care. So, you know, you as the listener will have something you might agree with some of ours and you might want to, you know, do them. You might have some other hobbies. You might be totally But, you know, do what makes you happy. You know, practice your own self-care and take care of yourself. Um yeah and as promised sterling has you know links for anybody who may yep. be seeking help or you know know somebody that may be seeking help and needs help yep so here are some services to get help for you all um there is samsa the substance abuse and mental health services administration their national helpline is 1-800-662-HELP um and help is the 4357 their website is samsa.gov. That's S A M H S A dot G O V. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800 273-8255. And if you don't feel like talking to someone, we also research a crisis text line. So this is a line where you can text um, and also get some help. So for the US and Canada, you can text 741741. Again, that was for the United States and Canada. You can text 741741. For the United Kingdom, you can um, text 85258. Again, for the United Kingdom, you can text 85258. And for Ireland, if we have anybody who's listening out in Ireland, reach out to us some type of way because that's <laughs> awesome, first of all. Um, that is so awesome. Like, you know, if you're from Ireland and stuff, um, but hey, but yeah, if you need fun and you're in Ireland, that number you can text is uh, 5088. 
So that is 50808. Again, for Ireland, you can text 50808. So, um, thank you, Strong. Yes, thank okay. you for those. So, so, yeah, we hope you all had a great time listening to us. Uh, Kendall, what do you want to say? I'll let you take it away. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we hope you all had a great time listening to us. Haley, again, thank you for being our first special guest here and, you know, giving us all the details and the facts and, you know, your experiences with mental health. Um, you really helped us, you know, Haley, um, so, you know, a great friend of ours. And, you know, honestly, I don't think we'd be able to do this episode without her. Um, <laughs> she has, you know, all the knowledge and experience and, um, you really helped us with this episode, Haley. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Um, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. I uh, I definitely am happy to help because I think it's so important to just have these conversations. So right. thank you again. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed and you take something away from today's topic. Um, practice self-care. You know, go seek the help that you need. Um, talk things out with yourself and with others. And uh, thank you for running with the bulls. Pulls out. Oh, and Sagittarius too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>